Before beginning these brief reflections on our liturgy today, the readings, and particularly the gospel, I want to once again thank Monsignor Watkins for his very, very gracious invitation to be here and to join in this celebration with you. We are making our way through Lent. This is that time of the year when the church calls us to, to prepare more spiritually, more deeply, more profoundly in that, in that understanding of what we will celebrate, what we will commemorate during Holy Week. And we come together not just as, as bystanders, we come together as people who actually participate in the mystery that's unfolding. We, we look today at the liturgy to see what does it say to me personally? What is its message to each of us personally? So that we, we recognize we're not just reflecting on a historical reality, nor are we simply renewing an act of faith. We're not bystanders. We're participants. And I think we can, we can take a look at perhaps three ways in which the transfiguration touches you and me individually today. The first, much like we heard in the gospel, the transfiguration is meant to increase our faith, to strengthen our faith. Jesus appeared in this wondrous form to Peter and James and John to strengthen their faith that he really was, he really is the Son of God. And that even though he told them he was going to have to suffer and eventually be raised from the dead, he wanted them to have some sense that would, that would provide assurance of their faith. Isn't that why we come to Mass regularly? We come to Mass because we know our faith needs constantly to be nurtured. We believe, but we also pray, Lord, help my unbelief. And just like that whole experience of transfiguration, so our sacramental life is supposed to help us do that. But secondly, secondly, we're engaged in this gospel today because you and I are transfigured. We're changed. In baptism, in baptism, each one of us has been dramatically changed, profoundly changed. In, in every baptism, when, when that water is poured out, we're reminded of what's happening. There's a personal transfiguration going on. Sin is washed away. We're invited into the body of Christ, and we receive an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that allows you and me to become adopted children of God. You know, the church uses language that reflects that. We say, dear brothers and sisters, once, once when I was standing in the back of church after mass and families were coming out, 
One family approached me and this youngster who looked to me to be maybe about four said, how come you call us brothers and sisters? You're not my brother. And uh, I said to him, there's a sense in which we are all brothers and sisters because we're part of God's family. And he looked back at his mother, the font of infallible teaching at that age, and she nodded her head, yes. And he turned back to me and said, wow, I didn't know that. We, we are transfigured, each one of us, by the power of God's grace. We're invited into new life as members of God's family. Think of it. We, we can call ourselves children of God in a true and real sense. We're adopted children and therefore really members of God's family. That transfiguration is what's going on in us every single day. But then there's a third way in which the transfiguration is something very personal for you and for me. When, when Peter and James and John were transfigured, it was to help them understand that they would be able to do what Jesus is asking them to do. And so it is for us. We're being asked. We're being asked to manifest God's kingdom. We're being asked to participate in that transfiguration of the world through the grace of God. Think of it. The kingdom, the kingdom of God, we learn from Jesus is nothing more than his love, his truth, his goodness, his mercy, breaking into this world. And you and I, we're asked to be a part of that. We're given the power to transform our lives, our community, our world. Jesus' victory over death and therefore his love, his goodness, his mercy, his forgiveness are what you and I can help manifest. How does that happen? How is it we can say, how is it that I could possibly participate in manifesting and making present God's kingdom in this world? Jesus said, when he returns in glory, when he comes back to claim his kingdom, when he comes in the fullness of his glory to collect all of those who've been transfigured into him, he's going to ask in our actions, did we? Did we feed the hungry, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, visit the sick, help those in need? And when we are able to say yes, even in a small way, his kingdom, his kingdom will be recognized. You and I, we have a great advantage though. We're members of the church and institutionally the church does so much of this. Food pantries, shelters for the homeless, clothing drives, all these organized ways of responding to the needs. And yet, we're also asked, in spite of all of that, personally, 
to help bring about that kingdom by our own mercy, forgiveness, so many acts of personal kindness. My brothers and sisters, let us, let us just thank God for this transfiguration that we're invited to be a part of. We're invited to actually share God's love, his gentleness, his forgiveness, his mercy, his kindness, his peace with everyone around us. And in doing that, this transfiguration continues in our day in us. Dear brothers and sisters, and we can say that, dear brothers and sisters, because we have been transfigured in baptism. The challenge you and I face is one of transformation. We can, through what we do, little by little by little, we can change this world, just as Jesus changed everything by his death and resurrection, you and I, because of our baptism, our faith, our love, our mercy, our forgiveness, our kindness, can change, can transfigure this world.